Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. There's a bee in my bonnet, there's a snake in my boot, there are ants in my pants and all over me. Welcome back to The Big Top for the Season 2 premiere. I am your host, Barney, also known as Dum Bum the Clown, Puddles the Pup, and the Muckle Stoter. If you're new here, welcome to my weird circus sex show where I discuss all things bizarre and niche with kinksters from all walks of fetish life. After finally accepting myself and coming out to my partner as a clown kinkster, I decided to dedicate my professional life to the promotion of self-acceptance and ended up as the audio engineer for Playtime Studios, where I met this week's guest, host of the Newsies Nook podcast, Newsy Baby who was kind enough to sit down and discuss how much he loves pissing himself. As a fetish artist and pornographer, my goal is to show people that you are not nearly as alone as you may think. We've all got kinks, and the weirder they may seem, the weirder you might feel. But if fucking clowns makes me odd, so be it. There is nothing wrong with you or with being who you are. And embracing the weirder parts of you is the bravest and best thing you can do for yourself, in my opinion. I want this little soapbox of a podcast to be the place from which I showcase that, by having real conversations with real people so that anyone struggling with these parts of themselves can actually hear how okay it is to be themselves. And thanks to all of you lovely listeners, I've gotten to come back and make a second season doing just that. I am so excited to be back with another season of The Big Top and welcome you to join this traveling circus every Tuesday as I talk to a wide variety of kinky individuals about the personal experiences they've had and sit them down for frank conversations about this weird and wonderful world. This week, I decided to get Newsy in the hot seat as my appearance on Newsy's Nook was my first experience being featured on a podcast and it seemed only right to return the favor. Despite overcoming some tech issues at the start, the audio kept cutting out throughout this first episode, and while I thought, perhaps erroneously, that it would be more entertaining to leave the blunders in, I've done my very best to pave over the cracks. Today the circus is in Santa Barbara, California, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. But I can see you, I can hear you, that's all that matters. Speak now. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Forever hold your pee, if you can. If you, if you can. Which, famously, you cannot. <laughs> but yeah, welcome to The Big Top. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining me here. The Big Top's back. I love a, I love a Big Top. <laughs> I haven't been in a Big Top in a while. You haven't been in I've, a Big no, Top? No, I haven't. Wouldn't that make you The Big Top? 
Well, I'm currently locked. Oh. Yeah. I did that for the first time. You, I got over my fear. You got locked for the first time? Yeah. By yourself? Or did yeah. you go over to someone's house? No, no. I did it at an event in front of a crowd. It was like a whole thing. Wow. First time in front of a yeah, crowd. Like a That's whole... insane. That's how I wanted to do it because I... It was like my hardest limit. And so for me, like that's where I'm comfortable is like when it's when it's part of a scene. Right. You don't want any like small toes in the pond. You want like full splashes. You're like, yes. if I'm going to do yes. chastity, I wanted it to be in front of We're everyone. doing it. Everyone. Yeah. And I wanted it to be like a whole fear play scene and be like held down and have it forced on me. And that's yeah. kind of how it was great. It was that's fun. how I feel Capcom's going to be right. Like it's not going to be like this small <laughs> dip in the toe, like dip in the water. It's just going to be like, here you go. <laughs> Here's Capcom. <laughs> Here you are. Oh no, I don't see any like wavy link things on my recording part. Am I? Sp- uh, I see loads. I see loads. Oh, you do? Okay. See again. I don't. <laughs> I see plenty. Okay, great. I, it looks fine to me, and that's all that matters. Hi. Hi. How are you? Um. Well, my tax person called me. I made way too much money doing this podcast last year. Awesome. No, that's bad. I owe money to the <laughs> government now. That's so stupid. I was just talking on Twitter. There was some American guy who like was commenting. I, I like retweeted something about how like dumb the IRS is, and they were like, they like what like weren't understanding at all that that is not how most countries make people do their taxes. And I was like, it's really fucked up that you have to do that. And he was like, not getting it, and was like, but then how do you how do you do it? And I was like, oh my god, okay, you don't. It's done for you, but it's a scam. Your taxes are done for you? You don't know this? No. See, we're so... I know. <laughs> oh, believe me. <laughs> the rest of the world knows. It's just America. Like, most countries, it's automatic. What's effed up is I made... And when I say I made too much money doing the podcast, it's not a lot of money. Like, you couldn't live off the money that I made doing this podcast. Right. But in the United States, if you make over $600 doing something... It's no longer considered fun money. It's now considered you made a income. $600 over like what period of time though? The whole year. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. So according to my it's tax person, if you make over $600 doing something, it needs to be reported and then it is now considered an income. And so I made over $600 between the podcast and just for fans. And so now I owe the money. Not a lot of money. I mean, to me, it's a lot of money, but I'm still kind of like, there's like no break. Right? Like, you do something fun on the side, and then you owe money on it. That's so stupid. I'm sorry that that's happening to you. <laughs> I know. But there you go. That's life. That's adulting. Uh, that's adulting in America. <laughs> right. It's only in America. <laughs> that's, yeah, I mean, yeah. And what's makes, crazy yeah. is the state doesn't care that I do this podcast, because the state... They don't. I don't own I own anything to the state, or at least according to my tax person, I don't. But it's federally I owe money, and I'm like, what? That doesn't. What? Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know what that like, means. Like, how does that? This is why I hire a tax person. Literally, I just, I, I love. That's my tax part of the scam. You have to hire someone to do this for you because it isn't done for you. That's like, why? It's so stupid. You really want to go into a conversation? Let's talk about healthcare. No. I'm talking. Oh, fuck, we're not recording. Um, I'm going to have to fix this in post. I'm going to make it sound so smooth like it never stopped. Get in my uh, get in my sound studio and just 
work my magic. <laughs> People are always like, oh, do you have like a fun studio in no! your house? <laughs> I have foam glued to the wall and like this shitty thing. <sighs> yeah, I don't have anything. I'm literally like in my living room. My dogs are like, well, they're in the bedroom now because I wanted to give you ultimate silence. But usually they're like sitting next to me. Just wait till they start scratching at the door. Oh, they, I've had DoorDash. Do you have DoorDash? Uh... In, no, but I assume it's just like uh, delivery. The same delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I get food delivered to the door, they like go insane. <laughs> and so I like learned like, okay, I can edit my podcast and I can record the intros and outros because I can just stop recording. But like during interviews, I can't have the dogs in the room. Yeah, I because uh, it just makes it a pain to like edit out. Like, oh, that's awkward. I do so much unnecessary editing. Like. I- Anyway, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you don't want to talk about all the editing you have to get done? Okay, fair. I brought it up, but I don't want to talk about it. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about, like, taxes for some reason. Is that what you want to talk? Is that... No, that's not what I want to talk about. But I was, like, getting really irate about it because I was like, it's so stupid that you have to do it. To be it's fair, something. okay, I got really lucky. So my partner, Max, he gets his taxes done by some, like, random stranger on the internet. Good for him. Um, cool. I have my taxes done by a family member, so I still have to pay for it. Okay. But it's just really nice to be able to like text like Aunt Karen and be like, "Hey, Aunt Karen, I'm doing a podcast now. What do I need to know?" Right? Like, I it's so much help. You have to do that every year. Yes. You have to go through yeah. this. This is so stupid. This but so what, stupid. what's really nice is she just knows my like financial history. So like a lot of the things on taxes, she's like, oh, you know, she's like, oh, you know, his mortgage is this and like his expenses is this and he makes this this much year. So a lot of it is just like already pre known. So usually what it takes is mm-hmm. I just send her all my stuff and then she'll give me a phone call, which so happened to happen to be right before this recording. <laughs> Where she gives me like a rundown of like, all right, here's how here's how you did last year. So basically, you've come onto my podcast to brag about how rich you are. I see. No, that's not- I see. <laughs> no, if anything, I've come on this podcast to show. Um, I need to, I need to either have more expenses to this podcast or or uh, I need to just stop doing it. But I don't want to stop doing it, so I guess I just need to make more expenses. I need to pay for like three Capcom tickets, and then I'll, I'll break even. Dude, the cap. Oh, okay, can we talk about Capcom? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous because I have no real sense of what it's like, right? Because it's in a hotel, and I, I, I don't. I listened to um, the episode of your um, pod that you just did. Oh, with Alexa, yeah, she was, she was really, she was really nice coming back on and explaining it all. all it was of great. It. But even still, like even after that conversation, I'm still like, yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. No idea. I was like, okay, so I'm I'm hearing all of the information, but I also still don't really get a sense of the vibe. Like, it it just being in a hotel and like that there's an element of hiding from the rest of the hotel, and that there's so much going on. Like, I have no idea, like the scale, how big it is, how and and I guess that'll all become apparent as soon as we arrive, but just not knowing makes me a bit like, Ooh, okay. What I'm picturing is it honestly sounds like a world, right? Like you, you, like you don't know what's happening at all areas of the world at all times, uh, right? Uh-huh. So I'm picturing like once you enter Capcom, it's not like Folsom where it's like, here's the street, have your fun and go find little areas. 
I'm picturing more like here's a world. Right. Choose your own adventure. You want you want to live in yes. age play world? Then go stand in that corner of the hotel. You want to like snoof diapers until you're like blue in the face? Go up to the room. <laughs> totally. Or if totally. you just want to yeah, yeah. be like spanked until you're red in the bum, then go to the dark. Like that's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing like choose right. your own adventure. And I guess the only wrong way to do it, and it, granted, I've never been. I think the only wrong way to do Capcom is if you just sat in your room and you were like, cool. But I guess if you're okay doing that, I, you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, if you've been loads of times and you know what it's all about and you're organizing your own stuff, totally. I'm just picturing now, like, you know, you know in Scooby-Doo where they run, like, through the rooms? Uh-huh. Like, when they're chasing and they're all opening the doors? That's what I'm picturing. It's just, like, behind this door and then behind this door and then behind this door... I feel like that's that's where my brain went. You just inspired me. I just it my popped in my head. Newsy, Newsy on the run, and it's we just go you and me. We just go to each room, <laughs> and we just like just peer inside, and we just we're like, hi, welcome. Just five seconds. Welcome. In You're each. now in Newsy's nook. You didn't know it before. You're now in Newsy's nook. Here's the big top. Um, what are you doing? You screwing? <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of this se- segment. Are you screwing? Come in. You guys screwing in here? Okay. (laughs) How's your diaper? Oh, how fun would that? See, that's the one thing that sucks is, you know, we can't have our cell. Well, I guess we can have our cell phones, but we can't record anything. Well, can we? I'm going to get a tape. Because you can't. If I get a tape player. Well, you can't record. Yeah, I mean, I have one actually. But like, we can record sound, right? I think so. Doing like on the fly interviews, diaper checks. Diaper change. Actually, that'd be really good to like voice record a diaper change. You know, I have had someone on on Newsy's Nook where they they they've done a video where it's them changing themselves and giving instructions, but they've always wanted to do a how do you change another person? Okay, I okay. Also, I need to go and listen to that because that's like something I'm really bad at is doing myself, but I'm quite good at doing other people. Oh, how weird! Yeah, I can do myself pretty well, but I can't. I've been told I do other people pretty well, diaper changes wise. I've been told I do diaper changes wise, <laughs> other people pretty good. Yeah, I heard. I heard what I said. <laughs> I don't do myself so well, but I do other people pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, because in the episode you said that like ABDL is a solo or online thing for a lot of people, but for me it's actually very social. Like that's kind of the only time I really do it is like at events and stuff. Because I got into it through other people. Oh. So for me, it's like a really social thing. And so I learned to diaper other people. And I would someone would always do it to me. And then I started like sometimes doing it myself. But I'm, yeah, I just haven't really figured the... I just kind of do what I do on other people, but I'm doing it backwards. So it's always, it's never as good as if somebody else does it. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 you're totally right. Usually a diaper active, the diaper event in LA, I'll sign up to be a diaper changer five time. And I don't know, there's like, sometimes I feel like I do a really good job. And then other times I'm like, if this, if if I was doing it to myself, I think I would be pretty good at it. But I don't know, it's kind of hard, right? Because, okay, I say that I'm good at it. And I've been, I say that because I've been told that many times. But for me, like, I make it kind of a whole experience you know like for me it's it's very much about like you know making it embarrassing and babying the person and you know making them feel really little and making it kind of fun and I had one guy who asked me to change him because other people were saying that I was good Uh at it and I said okay yeah fine and I took him 
and like started changing him. And he started like micromanaging and taking over and was like, no, I don't want that. No, actually it needs to be, no, I'm just going to do it. And I got to the point where I was like, okay, then just do it yourself. Like what? You didn't just put like a binky you asked in, his, me. in his mouth and was like, shh, quiet. Yeah. And he was like, no, don't want that. I was like, okay, <laughs> then what do you want? Cause like, I like, I'll do what you want, but this is, this is really lame. And I was like, okay. yeah, usually if I'm that being changed by another person, you know, different. Even if it's bad, just go. Yeah, with I it. usually just go with it because I'm already anal about like where my tapes land. So usually, what I'll do is I'll let you change me, and then I'll like, and then go. Right, fix I'll go it. fix it somewhere else. Like yeah, I'll give yeah, you yeah. the hug. I'll get like let you snoof it and right. all that. But then like I'll probably go change it because that's just how my brain works. Yeah. No, I'm the same. Like I'll. But again, I'm not picky. Like if somebody can take me up in such basically, as so long as I don't leak, I'm happy, which is so rare. <laughs> I'm working on it. We'll get there soon enough. <sighs> Well, maybe get when you're older. Well, because this is <laughs> maybe when I'm old. Well, I don't know. Like it's because I discovered this so late, and it's like just not an innate. Like the diapering side of things is not innate for me. I feel like it's it's something I'm really having to learn. Mm. Like my pee technique still kind of sucks. And wait, what does that mean? Your pee technique sucks because it's just in a diaper. Um. Oh, hang on. The sound's gone again. I hate this thing. Okay. I think it's fine. Ugh. This thing's just a piece of shit. Um, if this happens again, maybe uh, I fucking give up because I I will. <laughs> I'm just... You're all good. I just feel bad because I, I, because I knew you wanted to start your second season with me, so I'm like, I'll do whatever you need to. <laughs> we'll make this work. Well, what I've been doing is saving the little recordings as we go, which is working, so... Anyway, you want to jump back into diaper changes? I would. I sure would. Yeah. Tell me about diaper changes, Nizzy. <laughs> well, no, what I was just well, I think what we were talking about was how right, it's different for everyone. It's it's it's, you know, I think a good diaper change is you you set the scene, you do the fantasy, but you don't like micromanage someone when when they're doing it. Yeah. No, 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 I'm the same. I like there've been times where I have been like, uh, I don't know if this is gonna work. Cause again, like I, I try a lot of different things. That's what we talk about. My P technique, because That's I right, just flood, technique. like I just, psh, and so I immediately leak. Like, but that's how babies do it. So how, what would you do differently? Like everyone's telling me that I need to slowly release it. Like pee a lot, like in little bits. Oh. To get it to round out and like do a bit of diaper yoga to get it to go everywhere. It sounds like, like a lot of effort. It's so much effort. It's so much effort. And it immediately goes over the leak guards. Or like there have been times where it's gone through the front of the diaper because I just oversaturated it within like a really short amount of time. Very, very annoying. Do you think that you pee more than the average person? I think so. But I think I pee like a lot and I pee hard and I pee fast. And I'll go, like, I'll wait until I really need to pee and then, like, instead of I feel like that's half the fun, though, because I love doing, like, uh, like, what I love doing is I love taking, like, a couple gummies, going to the movies, drinking a ton of water, and then just sitting there. And I'll do, like, the same thing, right? Like, I'll hold it until I can't anymore, and then I'll let go, because I think that's, like, the funnest feeling. And I just feel bad that if you can't have that experience... And you don't leak? Um, 
I mean, there's like there's like moisture around the legs, but usually, usually, if I know I'm gonna be sitting somewhere and I know I'm gonna be peeing a lot, I'll usually wear like plastic pants with it just mm. for the the extra protection. Maybe you need to start doing that. Maybe you need some plastic pants. I think so. Also, I think you say moisture around the leg, like that's no big deal. And I think any amount of moisture, I am probably immediately like, I've leaked. Because I'm not used to like being wet, right? Oh, there's like a there's like a point in the diaper wearing experience where I'm like, as long as other people can't tell, I'm fine. Right, because okay. in the beginning, I I used to be so hyper aware of like, oh my gosh, yes. there's moisture around my legs. Yes. Like someone's going to notice. And then there just got to a point where I was like, I'm hyperventilating in this, what is supposed to be a fun experience. This isn't fun anymore. Totally, so then totally. I just kind of got to the point where I was like, all right, I'll just work around it. So I'll wear plastic pants. See, that's the thing. I got really annoyed the last time I wore, which was in Berlin, and I was like, I got on Twitter and was like, I'm just, fuck diapers, I'm over this, it's so much effort, and it's legal all the time, blah, blah, blah. and now I'm thinking, maybe I was just kind of overreacting, and actually, I wasn't, because I wasn't that wet. <laughs> but the, the, o- the only bit. time a diaper has made me genuinely angry was, so I'm currently out, I'm trying to save as much money as I can, <laughs> and so... A friend of mine who lives here in town with me, he was like, oh, I'll give you a couple, like, just to hold you over until your shipment comes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Mm. So he gets, he gives me three. I wear one. I wear it to the fullest. Grand experience. I'm putting on another one, and it's on. But then I like to do the whole, like, put your fingers in, like, the leak guards and stuff. Yeah. And, like, once the diaper's on. Yeah. I missed the whole, the space in between the leg and the diaper. And I poked the diaper. And it created a hole in the leak guard area. And I was like, this is useless to me. Now. That's so annoying. Damn. And I could have doubled up, but like it was one of those yeah. things where like I knew in my mind, like, I don't have enough time to double up. Well, right? like you could have doubled up and actually I I quite like doubling up because I like to see how big I can get, you know, really get that like waddle butt going. But that requires like you have to make holes in it so that you can soak all the way through yeah and this hole was like in the leak art so in my head i was like it's just gonna leak yeah, into the other leak art like it's just gonna funnel the water into the leak art <sighs> totally. and i feel like that's the last place well, you the want. only thing you could do is maybe try and like make a bigger hole in the middle so that it doesn't but yeah you're right it'll just slush it's all right you know i just peed in it and then i put it on my face and so it worked out it got i Perfect. got the- <laughs> you got the full use <laughs> okay right so you had me on your podcast. I wanted to have you on because I thought, you know, that only seems right. That seems fair. And I was like, okay, I want to get him in the hot seat. And I want to, let's, let's, let's find out. Let's, let's, let's peer under the, uh, the, the veneer that is, that is Newsy Baby. And this is kind of something that I want to talk about because I realized listening to your podcast that this is one of the many ways in which we're very different. And, I guess I want to talk about how we get off because <laughs> they're very, very different ways. I've noticed that like with taking your wet diaper and putting it on your head, you know, you like wet, you like squishy, you can edge, you like poppers, you like porn, you like wands. I cannot with the wands. Um, and I guess the main thing I wanted to ask was I wanted to start with how kink happened how newsy baby was born for you and where all of these desires came from because to me they all kind of seem like they're rooted in 
the same thing that then blossomed into all of these. Fabulous. I was beat as a child. No, I'm joking. Um, the real reason. <laughs> I was peed on a lot as a child. <laughs> no, I think, well, I guess if we're going to do like the in-depth piece of where I think, I'm, I'm a firm believer of kink, not always, but most times is rooted in something that may have happened is reflective of something in the past, right? Mm-hmm. At least that's my belief in it. Yeah. Whether no, it be like so. daddy issues or something. Well, for me, it was, yeah. for me, it was in school. I hated using the bathroom. I would always try to hold it, always try to hold it to my detriment because I could never hold it through the whole day. Who can, who can hold their pee for eight hours when you're like 10 years old? Yeah. So usually by lunchtime, I'm like squirming so bad and like I piss myself and I try to hide it. And, you know, I go through that whole like hyper humiliation at, you know, all through elementary school. And so it wasn't until I hit puberty that Wait, I was like, sorry, sorry. This happened multiple times. You oh, held yeah. It I, probably you pissed, I probably pissed my pants like every week between the grades <laughs> of like second grade to like eighth grade and at no point did you think i might just go use the toilet instead of pissing my back no i was a hype i'm i'm a hype i'm a i'm not an anti-social person but i was so scared as a kid to like raise my hand and go to the bathroom would i do it sometimes yeah but like you know when you're in elementary school like you know you're usually like taking tests or uh-huh. you know the only real time to go use the bathroom is during break and i just had a small bladder so like Looking back, I probably pissed my pants a lot in school. And so that, so I remember when puberty hit and I started to like discover masturbation, mm-hmm. pee was the first thing I would watch. I would watch piss holding videos. That's what okay. I jerked off to when I first started puberty and jerking off and discovering mm-hmm. jizz and all that. So pee is intrinsically connected to my yeah. sexual awakening. And so it only kind of grew from there. So like from piss holding videos, it was wetting your pants videos. Like I remember before YouTube, there was Google video. This is dating me. It was back when I was still in middle school. I think I was in like 12th grade or something. Or no, like before high school, Google videos. There was this guy in shorts and he was in this bathroom and he would like, it was like a 10 minute video. It was him holding his pants, but he would talk us through what he was feeling. Oh, wow. He would be like, oh man, I'm like, I'm holding my dick right now and I really have to pee. And I was sitting there in the movie theater and like, I kept squirming in my pants and like, it was really making me hot and it was like sweating. Like he was going into great detail of him holding his pants and I would jerk off to that video all the time. And so it was just from like pants wetting to like discovering diapers on Tumblr, right? Cause uh-huh. piss holding to ABDL on Tumblr was a totally. stone throw away from each other. And so when I discovered diapers, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And at the time, I had a younger brother who was in diapers. So I was like, all right, I'll go steal his diapers. So it all kind of connects. You had easy access to diapers. And yeah, he, like- yeah, he had good nights and stuff. And actually, and actually, this is probably why I don't like humiliation as much as other people. My mom actually caught me wearing my brother's uh, diapers when I was younger. And that just petrified me. So I think yeah. that's why public humiliation is a little touchy subject for me because i'm just like i've already had the ultimate discovery right like my mom what seeing me in my brother's diapers like how much further could you go yeah yeah so it all it all kind of connects that's although to be as a kid yeah as a kid that is the most embarrassing thing i had a similar thing but of course i think mine was probably to most people like a bit more benign looking but also 
Yeah, as a kid, that is the worst thing you can imagine happening. But actually, it's really not. Like, do you know what I mean? It's really not. It's fine. like in hindsight, yeah. It could yeah. have. Been, she could have found me doing other things. Yeah, you know, she could have found you. You know, disemboweling a cat. Like, <laughs> oh, too far. <laughs> no, I don't like blood. <laughs> yeah, you know, I used to not like a lot of things too, but here we are. I've done chastity now, so yeah. Yeah, so which like, which also grew from diapers. Like I always remember growing up saying, like when people ask, like, "What are you into?" I would always feel bad because, like, it was really rooted pee first and then diapers, and then diapers kind of just grew to other kinks, right? Like diapers introduced me to chastity. Diapers introduced me to um, humili- humiliation. Diaper uh, pup play, right? Like it all kind of centered around pee, then to diapers, and then it branched out to everything else. Yeah, pee is quite a good one. Like, as in, it's very universal. You can kind of apply it to anything. Yeah. How has pup play been for you? Mm, I'm enjoying it more just because I've talked to, at least I feel like, very good ambassadors to pup play. Mm-hmm. Like, people who, I don't know, like, the first pup that I really got to talk to a lot was Kieran Hound here in, uh, in LA. She's a LA pup, I want to say. 2022 mm-hmm. and just the way she describes pup play i thoroughly enjoy it's just this idea of being free carefree you know the spirit animal of a pup mm-hmm. and when i started looking at it that way from like not a sexual point i was like wow that's really therapeutic do you engage with the headspace yet that's that's the thing. I don't the way I firmly stand in my age play headspace and the way I stand in my pup headspace, I'm less confident in my pup headspace. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy like, you know, stick sticking my toes in there. Yeah. Well, it's Just a process. Yeah, it's a pro, it's a process and um do I enjoy it? Yeah, I'm actually going to a pup night later today. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and what I'm finding is and hopefully I find more opportunities for this is for diaper active. It's a lot of like standing around and talking to people, but like mm-hmm. lately at all these pup events I've been going to, I just go straight to the mosh pit. Yep. Like yeah, stop yeah. the talking, stop the talking. Yep. Stop the, stop the humanizing and just like animal. Just animal. And that's I what I like, enjoy. Cause I feel yeah. like I talk so much like my day job. Yes. I'm talking, yep. I talk on a podcast. I overthink everything. I just want to stop thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think pup play for me, in that sense, going to events, I love just going to the mosh pit. Well, you get to the point, right? Like, I feel like sometimes you communicate way better when you don't use words. Because dogs just go and play. You just, I don't know, sniff each other's butts and throw a ball around. Like, you're almost having, like, a very freeing, intimate conversation and there's no words involved. Yeah. Which I quite like about it. Yeah, I, I love, and like... I- I was talking to my boyfriend about this the other day. Like, when we first got together, we would just make noises to each other. Like, as weird as that sounds, like, when we first started dating, it would just be, like, a lot of grunts and noises. And then I discovered pup play, and I was like, oh, my gosh. We were doing pup play the whole time. Right? <laughs> we just didn't know it. <laughs> you, you just didn't know it? You were just like, <laughs> Well, it was a lot of, like, you know, like, if he wanted to cuddle, he would be like, mm. And I'm like, mm. Like, it was just like a lot of, like, grunts and moans and, like, cutesy stuff. And I don't know, like, maybe that's why I enjoy Pup Play, too, because, it, like, it reminds me of, like, 
being a younger in love innocent person uh-huh what's your little space like then i'm having this constant battle. if we can be real for like three seconds i'm having this constant oh, we can be real we can be real we can be so real i'm having this constant battle right now of when newsy baby first started back when i was in san francisco that's really where newsy baby started like crawling so to speak that's mm-hmm. where like the idea of who this person is started formulating in my head newsy baby was young newsy baby was a baby newsy baby liked all the baby things didn't really have the opportunity to like fully indulge in all of them because i lived with six other guys in san francisco because rent is a crazy yep but like the idea was there like the fantasy of like being babied and like like having a daddy and not having any control like that really appealed to me and that's why i wrote newsy baby now as i'm like more of like i'm really loving this whole like being an educator and like being an ambassador like taking on more responsibilities within a king community i'm kind of like liking my middle age like my Mm. like middle era not my top era my middle era (laughs) I'm kind of, like, discovering my middle era. I don't know. Maybe it's also because, like, I've been going to the gym more. So, like, this idea of being just, like, a dumb himbo totally fantasize, like, totally turns me on. So, like, Newsy, Newsy Baby's kind of, like, going into this, like, weird – like, he's growing up a little bit. He's kind of becoming more of a middle – in my head. And then I uh-huh. tell it to friends, and they're like, no, you're still a baby. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I don't know where I am. I'm honestly going through an identity crisis. <laughs> You're going through your middle life. I'm going crisis. through a middle life crisis. <laughs> I feel like I very much exist in the in the middle headspace because that to me is my little. I'm more like a kid. I'm more like a bratty kid who like has to wear diapers, and I'm like, mm, you know, like it's less baby necessarily. Yeah. But I mean, like, okay, so like all these things, headspace evolves. But I'm interested in how you found that because that I think made more sense to me coming at ABDL from like a humiliation angle than the diaper thing did that kind of came later on but was it more that you were kind of like a DL who then found this headspace quite freeing kind of similar to pup space I would say so yeah because because when I was in San Francisco you know there was a lot of And like, I really started going hard in my whole persona and stuff kind of during COVID. So it was kind of alone. So like being in a age play headspace was kind of my only opportunity to be like out of body, having fun, right? Like COVID, we were all so isolated. Uh So age play headspace was kind of like this opportunity to be like, all right, I can, I can be newsy baby in this headspace of being young and free and not worry about any of this other stuff. So I guess if you, if the question is where did Newsy's baby's headspace come from? Mimicking a lot of mimicking, a lot of others, mimicking others, a lot of seeing what was on Twitter and being like, all right, I'll try that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess there, there there wasn't really like, so like, unlike head, Pup headspace, I do the same thing, right? It's a lot of mm-hmm. mimicking. But pup headspace, it was more of what clicked in my head was like, all right, just shut up and play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where age play headspace for me was more of 
gosh, all these babies are having so much fun. Let me try to mimic it. Like mm-hmm. fake it till you make it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it yeah. kind of just the more time I did it, Newsy Baby kind of formulated in that way. It sounds like your middle era is really you then going the next step and being like, okay, I did all these things. What worked for me? And what do I want to kind of take from that? And maybe it's a little more of a little persona, a, a middle persona than a little persona. And, you know, maybe that's less like a, the next era and more just like... Next progression. Yeah, just like the next... Well, yeah, I get... Well, yeah, just the next step. <laughs> no, I totally I mean, agree. just the condensing of that, being like, you're filtering it. Because also, like, a lot of people got into diapers, especially because it's so easy to do on your own, during lockdown. And, like, yeah. it makes sense. You don't have anyone to, you know, bounce ideas off of or whatever. So we're all just kind of mimicking what we saw and doing it online, which was great, by the way. I actually really enjoyed that. Because I was super, like, closeted and shy at the time. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And that's why I'm kind of like not worried about like I do. I honestly do feel like a lot of people binge and purge because they're discovering it right. Like like kinks aren't static. They're dynamic. Mm -hmm. Totally. Like with anything. Yeah. And I think that's at least for me where my binge and purge comes from is when I get to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm progressing. Like, oh, like Mm -hmm. the idea of what I think this kink is, is changing. All right, I need to make some changes. So what I'm really trying to do now is just kind of like, you know, like just discover it. Discover it the way it's naturally happening. And actually, being without diapers is really lighting a flame of like, all right, I knew I liked diapers, but now that I've been with them, without them for like a month, it's like really like starting that interest up again of like, yep. I need to wear like immediately. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm interested in how kinks link because similarly, like I used to think pups were like the cool kids of kink. And I, okay. I also sometimes feel this way about ABDLs because I, from my perspective, I thought what I was into was so weird. Whereas to me, ABDL was like an established kink. It was its own thing. And so I knew what that was and people knew what that was, but I saw pups as like, they're these, these cool kids. Right. And my way into it was like, oh, you can just be silly and play and have fun. And that's like what my kink is all about. So like, it's interesting how it doesn't really matter how we dress it up. If you just figure out the thing that you like about it, all of a sudden, this new world opens up to you, which I am having. I never thought that I would have that much fluidity. And so I'm really enjoying like unlocking those those doors because every limit that i had is kind of since become something that i like do you have any limits at the moment what are your limits at the moment oh god talking about my limits oh god um that's the thing it's like limits to me are i've always been that person that like likes to just get up to the line and see like can i cross it? it yeah and if i do cross it do i enjoy it yeah so when people ask me like what are my limits i usually just say the limits I've currently discovered are blood and okay. I don't do well with intentional marks. And when I uh-huh. say intentional marks, I mean like, you know, if you're going to paddle me, make the intention not to leave a mark. Got it. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, so like, there's like been some times where I've like had play with people and like, I could tell like, they're like trying really going for yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, if the marks happen, great. 
or if they have been like naturally great but like please let, let's not have the intention to leave marks sure if that makes sense yeah yeah like we're not here to draw blood but if it happens whatever yeah 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 so as of right now those are the only limits i have currently discovered on myself okay interesting <laughs> when i did this chastity thing where i was like do you know what let's just let's just make it fair play let's just do it they actually did a big like shame procession in front of everyone um oh my god and, yeah and then uh decided to torture my balls which i'd never had anything like that done before did you get that into was... it <sighs> were you enjoying it or was it um... or was it just so much happening that you were like i don't know if i do enjoy this yeah, like I was I was so overwhelmed and I was so scared and like that was really intense and I enjoyed that level of intensity. I was like this is kind of crazy and I I liked that. The bull stuff, fuck, that is the worst kind of pain, but yeah. I don't know. Now the more that I think about it, and the more that people I like are like, oh, yeah, you want to do that? I'm like, Argh. Like, this whole chastity thing came about because somebody realized that that was something I was afraid of, and then was like, oh, well, we can take that away. We can take that fur away. We can make it something you like. So are you going to do chastity again? Probably. I was like, it's not my favorite thing, but I'm not afraid of it anymore. I, like, don't mind. It was so, like... It's totally fine. Would it be one of those kinks that you do only if there was another person initiating it, or would you, or would you yes. do it by yourself? No, I would. I would. I would do it with someone else. All right. So you wouldn't just like go lock yourself up tomorrow. No. I, all of my kinks are like that, though. I need that interaction. I need there to be like a back and forth. That's so. That's so. So there's a difference between us because I love my own personal time with kinks. Like I can go as fast or as slow, or ex as extreme, or as little, and when I mean little, as like, you know, lackadaisical, yeah. as I want to be. And I've always been comfortable by myself. When I start introducing other people, I start overthinking it so much. So kink for me, when I'm, in, when I'm with other people, I always have to like be, the, that's why pup play I'm now discovering to be so much fun, because I can just turn my brain off mm -hmm. and be like, shut up and be a dog. Okay, well, when I'm being a baby, I feel like there's still this responsibility of like, oh, am I being a baby correctly for this other person? <laughs> like, I'm such a people pleaser that I'm like, am I being baby enough? Am I yes. shitting myself enough? Am I pissing myself <laughs> enough? Like, is this enough for you? <laughs> Did I sh is this enough shit for you? <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I think like, uh, that's, that's the, actually, speaking of limits, that's the last one that I say chastity was a harder limit for me than scat because i feel like people keep kind of gently introducing that to me and i'm like i just know it's gonna happen i know someone's gonna you make you gently introduce scat to someone like i <laughs> i know so many people who are into it and uh -huh. have sort of talked about it or talked about what they like about it but been very like you know gentle like and at no point have they been like oh you should try this They've been like, oh, well, this is what I like about it. You know, it's no big deal. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. And then slowly being kind of like... Which is very respectful, yeah. Yeah, very... And then being kind of like, what do you think about this? Okay, but what if this happened? Yeah, okay, I think we can we can get you there. And I'm like, uh-huh. And also, I think the people who know me know that I like having my limits pushed by other people. So 
they'll be like, okay, well, we'll we'll change that. We'll make that happen for you. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then I've got a friend who's really into it and he like poops himself. And while I was staying with him, I was like, I can smell something. And he just denied that it was happening. And I was like, I know what I smell. What are you talking about? And then he like changed, showered, deodorized the whole room and then left the room. And I was like, there's a balled up diaper covered in shit over there. <laughs> hey, but if these are like friends that you truly enjoy, I feel like, you know, if it's as long as you just keep checking in, I don't think there's anything wrong. No, not at all. And like pushing your buttons. No, because they know that like they know how to, and they know that like, it's okay to with stuff. Cause the question I wanted to ask is, is that because of the way that you interact with people? Because for me, like I only ever play with people that I know at least a bit like that. There's a rapport and a vibe. Cause like, otherwise I'm just not interested. And this is why I go to therapy. No, um, <laughs> no, I guess, you know, I've always kind of been in a very introverted person. Mm-hmm. A very like shy kid in school, you know, shy yeah. kid in college, all that. But I, when I was in school, I was a theater kid. So I know how to quickly like put on a face. Put the mask on. Yep, totally. And be whatever I need to be in that situation, yep. which I'm now learning through therapy is not like a very good thing to be. But, you know. It's a good skill. I know it's a good skill to have. It's a good skill to have, especially if you're a news reporter person like yeah. I am during my day job. Yeah. So it's a very good skill that I've now been able to monopolize on in my day job. But in terms of like, you know, what you what we were talking about, like socially interacting with kinks. Can I do it? Yes. I'm really pushing myself these last couple of years to really try to like make really good, meaningful kink friendships that mm-hmm. I can have these experiences that like you're yeah. talking, like have someone push my limit without me finding a mysterious man on the internet to push my limits because that's honestly how I've done it in the past. Usually it's me finding a mysterious man on the internet and saying like, Hey, I've always thought about doing this. Would you like to do it with me? Yeah. 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 Because also I feel like in that situation, then you don't know the person. And so then of course you have your natural mask up. And if you're someone who's very used to masking and is very good at it, then yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe I kind of feel like that creates a barrier between me and the other person. And so it just like doesn't interest me. But only with like friends that I've made have I then been able to like completely get rid of that and just kind of go with it. Which is how I had like all the experiences I had. Like getting beaten up was not something I ever thought I'd want to do. But, you know, the right people kind of like got me into it. So, yeah. No, I've talked to my therapist about this all the time. They're, they're, the more we've talked about it, the more I realized that a lot of my one gay experiences and two kink, kink experiences have all been through strangers on the internet. Uh-huh. And once you do that enough times, it kind of just builds in your mind, okay, kink is with total random strangers and not people yeah. you actually know. And so now it's this long, endearing process. And I think that's why Newsy Baby is currently changing, too, because on top of me discovering my headspaces and being more, you know, kind of what we talked about, progressing, Mm -hmm. going to therapy has also showed me like, oh, there's a lot of things I used to do that aren't very healthy that I need to unlearn. Yeah, which is the hardest. Acknowledging them is the first step, but it's also the hardest thing. I mean, thank God for therapy. But once you've cleared a path in the forest of your mind, it's just so easy to go down that path. 
and you have yeah. like having to make a new one is so hard. <laughs> yeah. Even though the other one is like shitty and full of thorns and like you realize it's like just not very helpful. Uh, I have so many thorny parts. Um, okay, let's take a quick break because I just want to pee quickly because I'm not padded. <gasps> and Oh, no. I know. Okay. Because I'm a big boy. Sure. For now. Wait till we get to Capcom and then (laughs) we'll see. Um, Okay, let me pause this for a sec. And that is where we're leaving things for now. We ended up going on for much longer than expected, so catch the next episode to hear the next half of me tearing Newsy to shreds, where thankfully there were no more tech issues. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at tstota and on Instagram at the underscore muckle underscore stota, and you can find Newsy on Twitter and Instagram at newsybaby, all one word. And be sure to check out the Newsy's Nook podcast wherever you like to listen. That's all for now, so join me next time as we go under the big top. Hey there, horny listeners. We talk a lot about safety on this podcast, and that includes the importance of safe toys that are actually designed for sexual pleasure. Bunny Shop's carefully curated products are body safe and prioritize quality, aesthetics, and safety. Bunny Shop takes a boutique approach to shopping for adult toys, with a wide range from affordable gems to unique luxury items for all experience levels. What I like most about Bunny Shop is the approachability. They've created such a welcoming space, and none of it's dark, intimidating, or feels like it's gatekeeping. And if you like pink, they've got you covered. Bunny Shop also donates a percentage of all sales to a non-profit of your choice. Plus, they ship quickly and discreetly. Let go of your shyness and embrace your self-love journey with confidence. Save 20% off your order today when you use my code BIGTOP. Visit bunnyshop.com, that's B-U-N-N-Y-S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. Spelt with two P's and an E at the end. Don't be shy, let your freak flag fly.